the Cold Bowl Podcast. This is Jake, and I'm here with my cold bros. What's up, guys? Hey, man. Hey, hey. hey. How you doing? Good to be here. Good to be here. Yeah, Lehigh, man. It's good stuff. This um, soon to be Cold Bowl Corner. I'm excited about it. Soon to be Cold Bowl Corner. It's exciting. Um, Chris is actually not here for this week. We're, uh, he's got some family stuff that he's taking care of. So we're Chrisless. We're Chrisless. I don't remember when the last time that was. It's w- been a while since we've been. Yeah. Yeah. We've always. Everyone's, everyone's been missing days, but Chris is like our, our rock. And. So this episode's going to be way better. Um, <laughs> what's up, guys? How are we all doing? Good, man. How are you? Doing good. What uh, What have we been up to? So um, uh, the Mandalorian or Disney Plus came out, and we've we've all been watching the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm, uh, we're several indeed. episodes in, and by the time this gets aired, we'll be even more. Um, but there's uh, there's this uh, YouTube channel I've been watching for a while now called Corridor Digital. Oh yeah. Corridor Digital is great. And Cor- uh, they have a second channel, Corridor Crew, where they do a lot of ba- behind the scenes stuff. And yeah. they, they're they're just they're basically uh, um, special effects artists that do fun things on YouTube. And I love their uh, their great. what is it the special effects? Is it good or bad or whatever? Yeah, yeah, they do spe- they, spe- uh, uh, whatever artists uh, react to react good and to bad, good and bad. Special effects. Effects. Yeah, they also great. do react to um to good and bad stunt. Oh yeah, yeah, stuff. I've seen that. One too. It's so fun. I love those. You know, it's funny about special effects is like that when you, <clears throat> it's very similar to editing. If you notice the editing, it's bad. If you don't notice the editing, yep. then it's good. It's yeah. like the same with special effects. Depends on it. I mean, obviously That's, if you're set in space it's, and it's, stuff, it's, it's like, going to be. Uh, like the, one example they like to give all the time is that the social network mm-hmm. um, has more CGI shots than Godzilla. Right. It's crazy. Right. And and that's the thing is you don't you don't notice it. If you if you take a normal normal film based in a normal setting, but you have a lot of graphical work on it and the audience doesn't notice, then you've done a pretty banging job. Yep. Right. Exactly. And that yeah. It's insane how much it always serve the story. It's insane how much special effects and digital work goes into every movie. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Things like like uh, you're in a park. And the director goes, you know what? There really should be a tree right there. Mm-hmm. There's there's mm-hmm. too much blue space right there. Too much too much um, open space. Let's put something in there. And it's stuff that you don't even see because it's in the background. It's out of focus. It's all that stuff. And so you don't. It, it doesn't draw your eye. Yeah. Because it's cool. But it it like. Uh, street lamps and all these things that mm-hmm. get added or get or taken away, taken away, mm-hmm. rotoscoped out, where they they take away uh, power lines in the background or yeah. whatever. Every single things like every single gunfight you've ever seen has special effects. Because, yeah, oh, because yeah. of the muzzle, muzzle flash or like you know even just things that you wouldn't even think of if you're watching a film, but like you know uh, taking out. Uh, if somebody has a sticker on a window or something like oh, that, yeah, you know, like yeah. just taking like just or blurring things out or just doing little little patches here and there, and you know every every film is going to have is going to go through a colorization process, and I would almost put that as graphical as well because sometimes they're doing power windows and just setting things up so that, like I don't want it to be so hot here, but I want it to, this to be blown yeah. out, you know. So it's, they're making it's artistic whole process, yeah, absolutely. No, and now you understand why movies cost twenty million be- because <laughs> because <laughs> things <more>. like <laughs> like a Marvel movie they have. <clears throat> probably 15 or 20 different shops doing all, all their projects work. in one movie. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but so, so the reason why I bring it up and why it relates to Mandalorian and star Wars is they just, they just recently did uh, well in the past they did, um, they did, they made a bunch of Marvel scenes rated R 
And then uh, they did that for okay. Star Wars. So like when when uh, Darth by, like, when, when Darth Vader like force chokes people, they like show like their neck constricting. They they, they oh. take the, 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 those the that footage show their neck constricting, like eyes bulging and and like blood coming out of their eyes and stuff. Oh like, wow! And so and they do like uh, lightsaber battles and show it like like when people get shot by a blaster, you never see it hit them. So but this one they like show like the 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 entrance and exit wounds and all this stuff it, it's That's pretty interesting. fun That's it, it, it just makes it well, super violent well I want is it a YouTube link yeah can you send it uh, yeah. I, w- I want to see it but I also want to like include it so our listeners yeah so, so, it so they did it for Marvel and they did it for they just did it That's for Star cool. Wars because the because Star Wars is well and kind of on back on the graphical thing it's interesting because you take a look at like the big blockbuster films like Endgame and all you know all the basically all the Marvel movies and the amount of green screen and then you take a look and they, they have these huge budgets you know hundreds of millions of dollars. And then you take a look at, uh, Joker that, um, I mean, it had graphical stuff, but I don't know how many, how much green screen was on there, but, um, anyway, I think that movie only cost 20 million, 50 million, something like that. And And I say only, but, and it made a billion. Yeah. So it's, uh, but it's just kind of interesting. You're talking about the same genre, but you're also talking about different styles and, I don't know, man. Different types of story Mm -hmm. for sure. But, but I mean, that's a good point because you, you bring up because, it's not only the big epic, like uh, highly CG movies that that bring in billions of dollars. Because mm-hmm. um, the, the the first one that really broke that huge mold is a uh, is um, what is it Avatar Avatar, and mm-hmm. that was highly CG. And so mm-hmm. I think everything just kind of followed in that direction as far as these these movies. And then it seems like Joker is the first one that was pretty low key as far as mm-hmm. visual mm-hmm. like uh, manipulation stuff. Yeah. To break a billion, yeah, yeah it's nuts. So I, I think I, cool. I hope that breaks the mold again, and we start seeing more character-driven, like character study type movies that make this big splash, like like a Joker did. Yeah. So I uh, I've been watching a show recently. Uh, it's on Netflix. It's new, and I'm not sure what to think about it because it wasn't made for my age demographic, <laughs> but I still watched it. It's called Daybreak on Netflix. Daybreak. I haven't even heard of it. So it, and I didn't either until I was scrolling and I saw it and then I, you then dared I, to click, huh? Yeah. I dared to click. And the, the, the pilot episode, um, was enough to hook me to keep watching. Um, but it wasn't necessarily a show that I, it, it was, it was an angsty teen show, sure. but the concept kind of appealed to me. It was, uh, so the, the idea is that, uh, there's been a nuclear war but the nuclear bombs were biological. And so what basically what it did is it is anybody over the age of 18 turned them into basically a zombie. Right. Oh, oh I have seen the uh-huh. trailers for this. And then the, uh, all of the kids 18 and younger are normal. Right. So they have to run the world. So right? they run the world. Yeah. And so this all, all different of this, clans and yes. stuff that they, and all of this takes place in, uh, so what would somewhere. happen if zoomers took over the world? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it, it basically kind of gets into that. Cause like they, they, their little, um, clans that they start are based solely off the clicks they had in high school. Right. Yeah, so you have yeah. a jock clan, that you have a sense. cheerleader clan. They're called the Chirmazons. It's stupid, but it's also kind of funny. And then like the one kid who's just, he, uh, finds a way to basically take over the whole mall, <laughs> but he's the only one that. Anyway, it's funny. Um, and bunch then, of teenage kids in a post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. mall, and it's a safe space for everyone. If you're a jock, you can come hang out. If you're a cheerleader, <laughs> you can come hang out. Oh my but, gosh, it's like 
So it, it's masturbation for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> no, masturbation is masturbation for teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> so and and the angsty part is the whole show revolves around one kid. His name is Josh, but like because there's other Joshes, they call him just Josh. They're like, oh, is it gay Josh? No. Oh, is it other gay Josh? No. Is it Josh that drives the truck? No. It's just Josh. Oh, just Josh. So he's just anyway. Josh. It's kind of funny. Oh um, but he uh, he's this kid who. Um, he's looking for his girlfriend basically. And that's, that's the concept. I wrote that, I wrote that script in college, by the way, <laughs> uh, I, in college, I did write a script that was, uh, that was basically warm bodies, the movie warm bodies. Oh yeah. It was, it was that. And it, I wrote it like a year and a half before warm bodies came out and I was super pissed when Conspiracy I saw Conspiracy theory right here. Where I was like, I was like, I wrote it. I wrote that about a kid, a guy who got made into a zombie and then he had to go find his girlfriend yeah. and then his girlfriend finding his love or his heart or whatever, like changed him back into a human from a zombie. And mm. then I watched warm bodies and was like, man. I wrote a really <laughs> movie. <laughs> um, I wonder how often that happens where someone's writing a movie and then it ends up being like, like a, a chick flick or something. Well, and it just reinforced the idea in my mind that like, there's only seven stories. Oh yeah. Like, Oh look, a love story. Forbidden and, love. Uh, forbidden love. And I, I, I wrote it into a, a zombie, into a zombie movie. And then, then it got, uh, anyway, what I've been doing though is I, I, uh, um, surprise, surprise, someone just decided to show up. Hey, Chris, hey what's, up? what's up? I got here. He is here. Thanks for having my mic ready for me. Yeah. So we can just gear here and just go. So disregard the la the things we said over the last 11 minutes, uh, none of it applies about, you know. Just Starting don't, over. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. it. Don't, worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Shut up. Um, <laughs> oh, what you're I've talking been... about me? <laughs> no. What I've been up to is uh, actually one of my favorite podcasts uh, is... Um, it's called Binge Mode. It's on the Ringer Podcast Network. Um, it's it was actually something that was introduced to me by my my friends, our old friend Reese and my friend Joe. So shouts to Reese and Joe. Uh, but um, it was they actually they did a Harry Potter thing. I think I'm I'm sure I talked about that in the past. But uh, they're doing a, they're doing a, they're marathoning all the Star Wars content before <clears throat> Episode Nine comes out. Yeah. And so I've kind of been following along with them as they release their episodes. And so I've been I watched the prequel trilogy. I watched mm. uh, I watched uh, the OT. What? The original trilogy. No, I haven't watched the original trilogy mm. yet. I've been doing a lot of homework today for this podcast, this episode. So I, I put a pause on on mar the marathon. But I watched Rogue One and Solo. And so all it's that just stuff. the it's just the movies you're watching though. It's not like he's in a book there's club, a, there's, basically. Yeah, they're 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 going to do a because where do you draw the line with like all the <clears throat> additional? They're going to do. They're doing an episode on Clone Wars. They're doing an episode on Rebels. J one episode on all the Clone one, Wars. One episode on all the on the TV shows for each TV show they'll do one episode I, I believe there's a lot of content in there. there's a lot of content in there but i'm not gonna watch that stuff with them because that's a lot of content like you said <laughs> yeah. but i'm planning on watching them soon anyway i've been watching re-watching the uh the the prequel trilogies and uh all of those movies are both better and worse than i remember 
Mm-hmm. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, episode, I could see that. Episode two was the pinnacle of mountain for Star Wars for me. Uh, episode two was so rough for me for so long. And then I rewatched it and was like, you know, actually, um, there's a lot of lore Star Wars lore in episode two that is really great. And it made it a lot funner to watch and a lot better to watch uh, this time through. Though anything with Anakin and Padme is unwatchable. It is, it is so... They, they have no chemistry. So bad. They have no chemistry. And the, the, the direction was really bad. Like nobody was doing anybody any favors. Lucas wasn't doing uh, Hayden Christensen any favors. Hayden Christensen wasn't doing Lucas any favors. It was just, it was so bad. Uh, yeah, that, that was part of the, too. It's, that, that corridor digital thing where they made, made it radar. They did the, uh, where they, uh, <clears throat> uh, Anakin kills the, the younglings. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Did a That's episode that. three. Uh, uh, dude, like, I, don't, I just don't think Natalie Portman tries when she like, doesn't care doesn't about the project. She's like, cause she can do really good stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. It's almost like, I like George Lucas is a really good storyteller. Maybe he's just not a great director. Did you guys already talk Mandalorian before uh, I got here? No. A little bit, not <clears> a lot. Okay. But I think we're going to save that for another episode. I, I, okay. I'm hoping. Uh, anyway, um, I love I love the prequel trilogies. I realize like those are actually movies that because you can see George Lucas's hand in creating the world. But are they Star Wars? Is there any wars in the? I guess there's the big. There's more wars in these movies than well, the other are ones. Are they Star Wars? I'm just kidding. I'm just. <laughs> I was like, wait, is this like a thing that people say? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, I love. I I I actually really liked Episode Two. Though there's a lot of stuff that's, re- I mean, it's like I said, it's both better and worse than I than I remember. You said that revenge was much better than you remember. Revenge is, it's actually way better and not any worse than I remembered. So this, not- I've been I've been loving this movie for a while. Like as I Reese think- would say, I ride hard <laughs> for this movie. That's a binge mode reference. Is it? Way. Oh, so that's where he got it from. Uh-huh. Okay, that, that makes sense. Uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> The, uh, the, uh, episode three, again, anything with Anakin and Padme is just, it's, mm-hmm. it is hard to watch, but I think what it suffered from was, uh, was suck by association mm-hmm. really bad. It's a prequel, tr- it's a prequel movie. So it's obviously bad. Uh, and then, and then you watch it and you're like, actually it's pretty good. Hayden Christensen grew leaps and bounds as an actor between episode two and episode three. I feel like they got a new costume um, designer too because they all looked better. They all looked better. <laughs> Hayden um, Christensen did... I, I, oh, he was so bad in episode two, but episode <laughs> he was, three... He I think he's a good actor. He just, he just needs a good director. And I'm sorry, but the script writing in their movie was terrible. Well, all three well, of them and were that's, terrible that's too. That's the problem that, that all three... Uh, prequel trilogy, prequel movies have is bad script writing. Right, their, right. Their scripts are just, but the lore, and that's something where the new, the 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 sequel trilogy has opposite. Mm-hmm. They have a lot less lore than the prequel trilogy, but their script writing is so much better. The movie is so much more consumable because the scripts are so much better. So it's mm. it's interesting when you watch them all together, you you actually get to see where the OG trilogy 
is they hit on both cylinders. They they're they're hitting on all cylinders, and that's what makes them so great. Prequel trilogy gets gets a lot of the lore and the world building, but the scripts are so bad. And then the sequel trilogy, it's a lot less of the world building and lore. Uh, even though there is some good stuff in there, just like there's some good script stuff in the prequel trilogy, but by far the the strength of the new ones is their script. Sure. Right. So yeah, their screenwriting I, at least. I recently watched the original, well, not the original, sorry, the prequel trilogy uh, at work uh, with my boss, and uh, it, it is interesting. I, you know what I want to do? I want to watch the um, the Topher Grace. Uh, Edit. Edit. Mm-hmm. Where he took all three and he just basically edited all three into like what an hour and a half, two hour movie. Yeah. He, and he did I hear all it's three actually and he really good. Basically took out anything Anakin Padme, took out all Jar Jar. Mm-hmm. Basically he Yeah, he cut like all of Phantom Menace. Like so basically all of Phantom Menace is gone. Mm-hmm. But it's it, it's super interesting. Um, yeah, I want to watch it. I want to. I want. See, I'm, and I'm intrigued. I I honestly haven't watched them in so long. That's it, how I was. I hadn't watched them in probably ten years. Yeah. Well, okay. Here's here's another thing is that like, and this is actually going to go back to what we were talking about with earlier with graphics. Is it's like with you with bad. Yeah, by the way. they really are. Two is bad. Bad. <clears throat> they are, and they're almost. I mean, I'm sure you could go back and take original footage and salvage it a bit, but I mean, should you? Well, here's the but, thing about those is they were the bleeding edge of right. technology oh, right. at the time. Yeah. Which is a bad thing. Yeah. That really dates yes. your work. Yes. And then what I was going to say. Yeah if, you, that, yeah. if you use j- just using five year old technology at that time, they'd be using a lot more uh, practical. practical effects. And it, right. It, it would translate. Which so I was going to say is, is, is part of the reason why, because the bad graphics will pull you out and you'll, oh, yeah. and you'll, you won't, you won't find oh, yeah. yourself enjoying it as much. The original trilogy, uh, George Lucas was, uh, was forced to use practical effects. All of the, yeah. the star destroyers, the death star, all of the ships, they were all real ships that, that were miniatures. models, miniatures. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, would do different, different effects, like moving the camera towards the, towards it and like kind of getting that, that, uh, sense of space and volume. And then, uh, you know, even like the little, the little speeder on Tatooine, he, Tatooine, he would, uh, he, I think he rubbed, uh, Vaseline underneath it to give it that little like the little blurriness that you saw. So in the original film, it wasn't so much blurriness; it was just like this weird like it was like mm-hmm. lens manipulation. Yeah, kind of. And they would do all these. He would do all these practical effects, and I think that's why a lot of times they. I mean, the only thing that was really, I guess, if you want to call it digital effects, might might be the lightsabers. But I, again, lightsabers, I, and the blasters. Yeah, mm-hmm. lightsabers and blasters. And but you're that talking was about bleeding stuff. edge technology back then too. Right, but it still it still holds but up to an extent. It's because of all the practical stuff. And then so yeah so. Actually, images captured on film, right. whereas the prequel stuff—it's all digital right. stuff. That and so you have you have in in Revenge of the Sith, you have Anakin and Obi Wan Kenobi's final battle is on a freaking lava planet, mm-hmm. and they're the everything is crumbling but beneath them and stuff, and they have to like jump around, and it's it's a great concept. That is stuff actually all, holds up a lot better. Than yeah, that it does. Episode two. It does, but it's also it's also just uh, it, it, the fact that you have to put them on a green screen and put them in another digital world. It's going to age, regardless of how sure. good it looks now. In twenty years, it's going to look terrible. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I wonder with all the money, if they go, if they, the money that Disney has and George Lucas has done, I really hope they do If they go, well, they did it for the original trilogy. They I know, took, that's why I hope they don't. <laughs> I hate what they did in the original and, and you, trilogy. It, especially because you can't find the, the original unless you have the VHSs from it's the It's interesting right. looking at people getting upset about the re-edits of the original. Dude, it makes, it makes me so mad. 
What the the, the, the re-edits of the original, the Lucas well, cut special? I've, I've heard they're going to re-re-edit it oh for, for Disney Plus, and it's the 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 scene you know the mm-hmm. uh, Han shot first thing. Here's the I think problem. they're going to fix that. And they're going to he's going to step on Jabba's tail, and he's oh, 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 oh. <laughs> here's the oh, problem. Drives me crazy. Here's the problem is. <laughs> You have to take you have to take laurels off of A New Hope. A New Hope won an Oscar for editing, mm-hmm. and now you can't get that Oscar winning edit. Yeah, You're, it's, you cannot get it. That's a good. It's point. a different. It is a different movie. It's it's a different runtime. Mm-hmm. The cuts are in different places. It is not. <clears throat> The edit that won an Oscar, and you cannot see that. My parents sold that VHS somewhere in Texas. I want it back. As a uh, as a film school pretentious nerd, like that's where a lot of the offense I take to it is. Is is what do you say to that editor who edited the movie and won an Oscar for editing, and now and now his work cannot be seen. You You, cannot find it. You know what I'm curious about? Um, Anybody who ran a theater in the seventies when the first one came out, if they still have those reels, the original reel, you know, like uh, just South of here, that would be worth the, the, if you have a VHS, that's the original edit, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mom and Dad. Well, what I'm what I'm yeah, saying so though, so so BYU uh, has an original edit, uh, original reel of uh, the one the Christmas movie where he, Angel gets his wings. What is it called? Oh, a Wonderful Life. Wonderful Life. They have an original theatrical. Oh. Re- they play it every um, every uh, Christmas, right? Um, so what I was what I'm what I'm getting to here is if somebody has an original Star Wars edit and they digitize it, right? They they like they go through the proper channels and get a really proper like digital edit and put online. They get a lot of hits, you know, or a new hope original. They'd also get a cease and desist would, so fast. They would, fast. Oh, they yeah, would lose. We are, like, about, uh, we are talking about George have. Lucas and Disney. Well, no, well, what I'm saying now is like <laughs> ever since the, the Fox and Disney merger, mm-hmm. we had an episode about our gripes with Disney a few yeah, weeks ago. So, we so stop me when I get too carried away. But um, people that are showing movies every year, like they own the rights to the movie, the small theater chains. If Fox owned it, Disney kiboshed it. Like, no, you can't. We're we're putting this in our vault. So, like, somebody shows Die Hard. Disney owns Die Hard now. They put it in the vault. Oh, so, so me. they are aggressively hounding people that own these because they're like, well, you you don't own it. You just rented it. You have the rights to show it, and now you don't have the rights anymore. We have the rights. So, like, I don't know. I somebody said this recently, but it was like, I don't care how much Disney spent on Star Wars. It still doesn't really belong to them. Like, right? It belongs to us. Right. Well, and like that's that's the reason why. How, how much can a forty-year-old <coughs> property belong to someone? Right, mm-hmm. right. I don't know. It's that's that's just talking about that. That's a travesty. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the fact that if a theater anywhere in the world wants to put a uh, well, if they go through the right channels and and pay yeah. the right people, but that Disney won't let them. They're, yeah, well, and, not and, enough. You and can Disney pay. is just like notorious with this. That they'll shut down a junior high production of Lion King or whatever mm-hmm. just because. <laughs> They didn't pay their royalties. Because exactly. it's not them. That's, they're, they're ridiculous. That's unfortunate. Yeah, Part of me wonders if that would have been Walt Disney himself or if that's just Disney no, corporate. That's, that's Bob Iger. That's well, I, I get but before that. Before Bob but, Iger, it was the other guy that... Yeah. But I'm wondering... I remember his name, Ike something. The point I'm making is, is if Walt Disney himself was still alive, do you think that would be the case? I don't know. That's a good, that's a good question. <coughs> I don't know. Anyway, guy. that's... Heard he was nice, though. Heard he was a commie. Anyway, so that <laughs> <laughs> he's 
spread propaganda. Go call me bastard. <laughs> the whole Epcot thing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Wait, are you being serious? Uh, what are you talking about? Have you not seen these theories? We're gonna have to talk about it off off uh, air. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, we've now talked for a half hour about Star Wars. Uh, yeah. We are the Cold Bow Podcast. We are the Cold Bow Podcast. That the we are, obviously we, are. we we need a we need a Star Wars episode coming up soon. Yeah. Apparently, mm. because we can talk for a while. Though that would be a three hour long episode. Mm. Uh, anyway, or just a part one and two or <laughs> one two three and four mm. four. Uh, Let's get into let's get into what we're talking about today. All right. Um, I think uh-huh. Troy had an idea. Uh-huh. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't uh. get that until you laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Troy had an idea. Let's hear it. Um, so this this goes back along with our uh, Chumbawamba uh, episode. I just uh, a couple weeks ago I had an idea that you know hey there's a lot of one hit wonders out there. Let's kind of like jump into them and see what we're doing. And so this is another. I don't want to call it an experiment. This is another try at what was an experiment. And we're going to try and see what, uh, flesh it out a little bit more. Yeah. Flesh it out a little bit more and see, um, see how much flesh we can get into it. Um, so I figured this, I'm eating a bunch of starch. (laughs) (laughs) Now it tastes like flesh. Like hiccup and have a heart palpitation. (laughs) So, um, I figured since, uh, sorry, mom, (laughs) This may be this this topic this type of topic may or may not keep going. I'm not sure. We'll we'll have a discussion about that. But I decided if we're gonna do it at least one more time, we should probably do what is widely considered the biggest one hit wonder of all time, and that is the band Aha. They're from, um, I think they're from Norway. 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 Um, and uh, so just they're widely considered to be the biggest one hit wonder of all time by Rolling Stone, who has them as number one. USA Today has them as number one and a website that I don't. Dude, rank, this Rolling or, Stone list has like been well to you. <laughs> it's a lot it of reference. It has. It has. Ranker, uh, Ranker has them at number one. And they even made Cracks list that I used last time on uh, on uh, on Chumbawamba. So yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, and the interesting the interesting thing about Ranker is that's fan voted. Yeah. So even fans. Oh, is it? Yeah. Every mm-hmm. time I click on a Ranker link, I always regret it because you have to like every <laughs> every next thing is a new page and it's always. Yeah. Loaded. I don't but, think that's Ranker. But you can click on whatever it is. You can click on the up or down arrows and it's that'll like move it up or down. Comic or that'll, 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 your, you're basically voting for for oh. that's that's the whole process of Ranker. So Ranker is fan voting. Rolling Stone and USA Today, all of them have like some them as the number one. One hit it's, it's not even like the panel really it's like whatever staff they currently have yeah that's why like the top 100 movies will change constantly on like whatever yeah so I, yeah. I like imdb's list because that, that's also like based on shawshank has been king there for a long time yeah, didn't it get dethroned recently Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. I, I need to ask you i never, obviously haven't looked it's never been dethroned not even for like a day or like it's interesting that is interesting I need to ask you guys though what 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 qualifies as criteria for a one hit wonder 
Um, is it like just that it's in America we or that t- it's last time the discrepancy uh, between was on with us and he said something about if it, if they have a second <clears throat> hit that cracks the, the billboard top 100, then that, that makes them not a one hit wonder. See, and I've also heard it's if they just had one good album, like the, the Spice Girls, are they mm-hmm. a one hit wonder? Well, honestly, they have like it's, 12 it's, hits. It, to me, it's kind of in the eye of the beholder, like whatever it's, I don't know if there needs to be a hard and fast definition. Well, and then it's the Spice the, Girls thing were huge in, in the UK. And that's the other thing is what what do we consider one hit wonder versus in America versus Does the, rest the UK of the world? count? No, never, no. ever. Um, what what no. contributions has the UK made to music? You know, mm. or so that's a good so, point. Or society as a whole, right? Seriously, do we well, have listeners over there? Uh, we pr- we might. We love the UK. But the They're listeners are really fantastic. The listeners that we do our, our little brothers across the pond. <laughs> <laughs> the <brothers. laughs> by, by the Don't. way, by the way, we have a Patreon that works in the UK. <laughs> With your U's, ridiculous. Really deep, rich culture over there that just. Uh, also, I, Norway. I love uh, And I can uh-huh. totally understand what they're saying. <laughs> they're awesome. <laughs> you can't until they sing like Oasis. Which, by the way, when are Have we going to get... that guy speak? When are we going to get an American James Bond? Seriously. I mean, it's about, it's about time. time. I mean... It's about time. We had, we had a, we've had a British Batman. We've had a British Superman. Did you, we need an American This James is Bond. completely off topic, but Christian Bell thought Americans would be pissed, so he would I've only speak an American accent. During his yeah. interviews. And are then they serious? were like, oh, we don't care. We don't... Oh, yeah, no, we don't. We're, not, we're not pretentious. That's not. Well, not we are. We are. We are. But <laughs> that's not. You know, like that's cool. Batman can be British. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Welsh is going a little far, but yeah. uh, well, I mean, you have Batman and Superman were from the UK, and then you have uh, oh shoot, who was it? The big uh, oh uh, Thor is from Australia. You know what I mean? So it's like nobody cares. And, and I mean, yeah, you but had I don't Mel care Gibson. If he's from Australia because it's it's a weird accent, and Norway's a weird accent. The thing is, Australia is a weird. Uh, Americans accent. don't care because Mel Gibson played the Patriot. He did, and, and he's from Australia. <laughs> and you know he what? He played the most famous Scotsman of all time, being an Australian. So <laughs> his, as his, long as they can pull off the accent as long as he's fighting the uk as long as he's fighting england (laughs) if he's fighting england then we then we're cool with it um i had a toe cutter was from england i had a roommate from england and he's like screw mel gibson i hate that guy i was like (laughs) really because he fights against british people he goes no because he wears white socks because he, he he thinks the english are the devil and i was like have you read a history book <laughs> <laughs> on that <laughs> note as are. well the new batman is also english <clears throat> yeah oh yeah robert pattinson so yeah anyway um but, aha how about that yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh hey so here's the thing uh, one thing that i want to point out with one hit wonders uh, how the hell did we get on that tangent? i don't know because <laughs> you brought up the spice girl <laughs> <laughs> Don't um, get us started on the Spice Girls. <laughs> Scary Spice was the hottest. Don't at me. Remember when we were the Spice Boys at that job we had? We were uh-huh. like uh, Spice Cube and Spice Tea. <laughs> the, the room is spinning right now. <laughs> I do remember that. And we, we called our boss like Spice President and <laughs> the manager was Old Spice. <laughs> Dude, I forgot about that. Oh oh, we were so clever. <laughs> um, I wanted to point out with AHA the uh, the discrepancy Shouts between to Wilbur. Yeah, uh, 
the discrepancy between their number one song and their number whatever else song. Remember when we did this with Chumbawamba? Yeah, Chumbawamba had like a, like a bunch. 17 million for the top. And we're basing this on Spotify numbers, right? Yeah, Spotify. Well, and YouTube, actually. So here's the thing. Uh, AHA, their, their, big, their big hit was Take On Me, right? And uh, here's a, another clue to show that these guys really are one-hit wonders. On Spotify, when you go to their top 10 songs, five of their top 10... Mm-hmm. Our versions of Take On Me. <laughs> it's either acoustic or reggae remix or some other type of remix, which the reggae me remix is actually pretty good. I, I mean, it's a good song. I, you know, no, I, I actually like the song. No, no. Uh, yeah. Don't at me. I like that song. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, but here's the, the hits on Spotify for Take On Me over half a half a billion. So 500 million. Yeah. Um, on just the one song. On just on the just, one, just the yeah. one that came out version. in the 80s, right? Yeah, the one, one version. version. The next highest is another version of Take On Me, which is 29 million. But the next version that isn't uh, um, Take On Me is was a, was about 25 million as well. And it's so, and yeah. I looked into this too. It's a song right after Take On Me. Mm-hmm. So more than likely it's just that they couldn't get to skip fast enough. Yeah. Then, <laughs> right. They listened to five <laughs> seconds and Spotify's like, count it. Because yep. it's a bad song. Uh, then um, the other thing is that their take on me hits on YouTube, the video, which is widely considered to be like it it, it, uh, it was uh, innovative for its time. The, the half Greatest drawn. music video of all time. Right. The half drawn, half, half oh, yeah. real, all that stuff. Was... They get chased by like motorcyclists for some reason. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty fun to watch. Um, that one on YouTube almost has a billion views and the channel themselves uh the the channel itself sorry uh they have um i wrote it down here uh i guess i didn't is it their channel their youtube channel has uh about five hundred thousand subscribers is it their channel Uh uh-huh yeah their official channel has about five hundred thousand subscribers but their one video has over almost a billion views they basically struck oil with that song and they're just like using it still yeah so the thing that I wanted to point out, like with that discrepancy, is that I think that people care more about the song than they care about the band. Yeah. So uh, because Aha did have another hit in the top twenty in the eighties, but nobody cares about any of their other hits. They only care about Take on Me. I, and I, I don't. It makes them want to go cry in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, the general fan base. They have five hundred thousand YouTube subscribers. Mm-hmm. They have almost, you know, all those numbers I pointed out. I think that classifies them as a one-hit wonder. I would say so, right? I mean, and well, maybe like so. Name another band and in a group of people, and if if you can get more than one song to come up, then I don't think they're a one-hit wonder. But you name Aha in a group of people, the only, there's only one song that will ever come up right right they, they had one in the top 20 uh, what was it i don't know um I, I believe oh well that's the other thing that's the thing even that song out. was probably still just riding the wave of i believe like, oh yeah aha uh-huh. they the, had the that, take on me guys take on me guys yeah. let's listen to their new song do you guys want to listen to their song that cropped cracked sure. the top 20 let's um let me just pull it up real quick uh, you're gonna play it anyway so sure yeah, yeah yeah uh it was called the sun always shines on tv um now this song's about how they hate the government and they want you to rebel and riot. That's one thing I did want to bring up is at least Chumbawamba was pretty interesting outside of their one-hit wonder. Aha, Aha is so boring. I, I have so I learned so many things during research for this. How can it be? I hate. Wait, I hate 80s. It's the 80s. Do you really like poppy 80s? Wait, why do you like Stranger Things then? Well, that's not super poppy. That's more like experimental. That's super synth though. Well, I know it's super synth, but like super super synth. Let's break down synth. 
No, I was, I was. I don't know. I just don't like the, the love songs with synth. In really? It. Oh, I, it just. I love it, dude. It's not like like it speaks to me. You know what's weird is I think I've heard this song, but maybe it was just in the research I did. Yeah, I, don't remember. I was about to say this song has been stuck in my head, but I've been doing a lot of research on <laughs> research as in. I just put it on Spotify while I'm at work. Okay, so drove here. So a few things I learned in doing I'm this Reese. this research okay. on the way here. Is, <laughs> okay, so a couple mind blowing things I learned. Um, the music video, it does not have Patrick Swayze in it. <laughs> what? So that was that was news to me. You thought, you thought that my entire life, I thought Patrick Swayze was in the music video. Did you think he was the guy? The, yes, the main I guy. Did. Yes, I, look at a picture. It looks just like him. <laughs> I, I didn't think that, but... I thought that my entire life. And I was like, oh, yeah, the one with Patrick Swayze. And somebody was like, what are you talking about? And so it was... Yeah, so that was, that was news. I never, I never so, realized... I never, also, I never thought it was Patrick Swayze. T.I.L. Patrick Swayze looks Norwegian. <laughs> Maybe. Or like that specific Norwegian guy. Um, also in my research, um, it made me think of probably one of my favorite Family Guy clips where Chris gets pulled into the, <laughs> the AHA music video. Have you seen that? Yeah. I, I we seen we it, need to link it with like our, our Dude, that notes. music, that, that Family Guy clip, they're at the grocery store and Chris is walking down the aisle and like he's looking at the milk and like this this drawn, hand-drawn hand like does, does like a come here action. And then grabs Chris's arm and pulls him into the milk aisle. And then he goes in the back. And then it's the music, the aha music video where him and the guy are running away, <laughs> getting chased by the motorcycle people. And then, and then he breaks. He breaks oh, through. He, he breaks because he, he he pushes on the door like in the video, and he falls out. And his mom was Chris. Where the he hell falls were out you? Through the eggs. <laughs> so he like lands on the ground. There's broken eggs all over. She goes, "Where have you been? I don't know. I don't know." <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> um, as soon as Troy was like, "Aha!" I was like, ah, "I get to watch the, the <laughs> Family Guy video." Another thing that I learned in my research. I don't, I'm not stealing anyone's thunder, too. No, 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 go ahead. But there's a lot of covers of this song, which I ended up listening to a lot, which yes, made me is. ask the question, is this cover better than the original? The original one? Real Big Fish. Real Big Fish. Oh, do you know what's funny? A uh, uh, little anecdote about this is like that I was, I was listening to this at the house, just like on Spotify on my TV, and L Leroy, my four-year-old, goes, Mom, that's your song! Because he's heard the Real Big Fish version a million times. <laughs> like the the trumpet? I love the trumpet. Oh, yeah, it? it's great. Oh, yeah, I love this version. Uh -huh. I, I, ska is great in general, yeah. and Real Big Fish is like the biggest ska band out there. And yeah. they do a lot of covers, as a matter of fact. They did Hunger Like the Wolf and stuff like that. Yeah. But... Uh, which uh, also another great one hit wonder hungry like the wolf but Duran Duran is not a one hit wonder <laughs> uh, but the uh, take on me by by them it might be better than the uh, aha version I love I, this version of I, I, I but the, the thing is too. is like the note he hits in the original that singer really, he can hit that so, really well since we're on the topic of covers though aha does have a few of their covers of their own song i guess you'd call them remixes if they do it themselves yeah. but their uh their acoustic version is really good too talk it away oh, i don't know what i'm to say i'll say it anyway Today is another day to find you shying away. 
Uh, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? Mm-hmm. I thought it was good. I think this song needs more energy when saying. So them slowing it down. I found out that he was saying in a day or two and not. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, um, Real Big Fish is actually what taught me that it was in a day or I listened to the Real Big Fish version uh, years and years ago. In a day or two. And I was like, hey, he's saying in a day or two. <laughs> Um, one thing that I, I appreciate about slower acoustic versions is that you can hear the lyrics a little bit better and you can oh, yeah. appreciate the strength, like how strong they are. Um, I think that these lyrics aren't weak, but they're not bad either. And well, it, It's just when they're singing, sometimes you don't hear. Yeah. The, the Elton John, I'm the worst with Elton John songs. Every Basically every Elton John song I listen to and I'm like, I read the lyrics and I'm like, whoa. That was so much different than I was singing. In Lenny my head. and his I, checks. I, I, there's, I'm, I, I actually had one of those Facebook memory things come up recently where I was like, okay, folks, let's hear your most embarrassing one of these where you got the lyrics wrong. And I can't, I can't even remember what it was. It was an Elton John song, and I got it. It was so far off, and I. Rocket Man, burning in yeah, What does he say right there? Burning, burning out his out, fuse out here alone. Burning out his fuse. It'll be a long, long time. <laughs> anyway, it's um, no, and it was the same thing with uh, with Keena Granis's cover of yeah, what's her name of uh, um, what's their name? Shoot, the mm-hmm. band. Uh, it's weird that you remember her name. <laughs> the person, <laughs> the, uh, the Jimmy Eat World. Um, uh, like her singing that slower made me appreciate those lyrics so much more. Anyway. It's a good song. But anyway, that being said, uh, we were talking about them being a one-hit wonder, and that there's a little bit of question about AHA, whether AHA is a, um, isn't a one-hit wonder. NPR, uh, they don't consider them a one-hit wonder uh, because, like I mentioned before, they cracked the top 20 the year after they made Take On Me. Um, and then... <clears throat> That's just like that semantics, just, that, though. Yeah, and that almost cements uh, the, that song as the right? one-hit wonder because... Obviously, they were still riding like, away. If right. you look at like stuff now, like like uh, Jay Z, for example, he released his album to platinum the day he released it because he's like, I'll only release with your record label if you guys buy a million copies of my album before I release it. Did you guys so. know that Aha did a James Bond song? Mm-mm. Did you know that Cardi B has more hits in the top one hundred than any artist of all time? Wow. Please, please stop, Chris. So yeah. they're like, I don't think these numbers mean much. I, I dropped a bombshell, and you dropped another bombshell that sucked. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, your bombshell's awful, Chris. She has bombshells. Screw. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, Take on That's me did disgusting. Take on me did a, a James Bond theme song, which is actually funny. It was The Living Daylights, which is probably one of the l- most forgotten about James Bond movies because it had the actor nobody cares about. I don't even remember the guy's name. It didn't have Roger Moore. It didn't have Sean Connery. Didn't have any of the... Timothy Dalton? Uh, maybe. I, was it like early about? 90s? No, it was 80s. Oh, it was like it 80s. Was Daniel Craig. No. It was Timothy Dalton. Yeah, Timothy Dalton. <clears throat> no, I think it was Timothy Dalton. Uh, or was it... Was it? I like uh, Timothy Dalton, just not as James Bond. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... He was the guy in Hot Fuzz, right? Yeah, where he's a parody of James Bond. Yeah. When he's a parody of James Bond is it, when he's good. It is, is a, it's a little weird thinking that a band that uh, has... Uh, one, their video has a billion views on YouTube, half, 
half a million hits on Spotify. Well, and YouTube came out like they made, 20 years after the song came out. Yeah. They another song cracked the top 20 and then another another uh they wrote a theme song for James Bond. So they're obviously super popular, but we're still talking about them in 2019 as a one-hit wonder. Hmm. Yep. Mm. You want to know something? Another interesting thing about AHA because I do. There's a little bit of dead air there. Um, <laughs> is that uh, they're actually still together? Yeah, I, I actually saw. It wasn't too long ago, like a live concert of him, mm-hmm. and I was I was actually really impressed with like like in his fifties or something, mm-hmm. and he's he's hitting yeah. all the same notes. He's doing dude that like, concert though. Do you like? Just sing the same song. Well, I mean, I, when I say I saw a live concert, I just saw that performance of this. Why not? Well, I'm just wondering if you go to that concert. Like, yeah, kind of like how all four of us went to the uh, uh, Jimmy, World. Jimmy. Oh, World you forgot it too. And... Good. I don't feel so bad. What? Nothing. I couldn't remember their name either a minute ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Jimmy. No, I wasn't thinking of Jimmy World. I thought of them immediately. It was the other band. You need to oh, open your third, third eye. Third, third eye, eye blind. blind. We went to the Third Eye Blind concert, and <clears throat> they have all this new music. And I was like, uh, "Play your other music. Play play the music that I know. The the ones <laughs> mm-hmm, that I know. The mm-hmm. the the six songs that 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 are good." <laughs> so. AHA retired in 2009, uh, but they did get back together in 2015 and they released another album. They have a lot of albums. Uh And they still are, they're actually still touring. They have an announced international tour in 2020. Wow. Um, They must hate America because they're only doing three shows in America and they're all in Los Angeles. Probably because they can't even like sell out the complex here. Or nobody cares. Well, that's, that's what, I mean, not nobody. That's what I'm noticing with, uh, with these one hit wonders is a lot of them are foreign bands. Yep. That, are decently popular mm-hmm. in their home country, mm-hmm. but in America they only had one. So we're saying this is like a contextual one-hit wonder in the context of America. I'd say America's pretty cutthroat. Then well, I mean, I am. I don't know. American, like I'm an American. So, so we're saying from our point of view. For my point of view, they're a one-hit wonder. I'm sure in Norway, Aha is actually a very popular band. <laughs> I I was reading, doing some studying on Aha, and I found out that. They had for a pop band, and this is saying a lot considering what bands are pop bands, they have the highest attended concert in history. Oh, wow! For a pop band, really 200,000 200, people attended their concert Shoot, in the Mara in the Maracanã in Brazil. Really, they had 200,000 people well, come they, to a concert, but well, half of them are live there, they just wouldn't leave. <laughs> Just live in the market. <laughs> I'm just saying. Brazil, I'm just Brazilians. Say- like if if any band goes to Brazil, they're gonna have ridiculous mm-hmm. crowds. Cause like it's funny you you see you read any tweet from a musician and like half of the replies are come to Brazil. Oh really? Yeah. Um, it, it's actually a joke that. So yeah. they. They are actually extremely popular. I mean, and that mm-hmm. was back in the 80s when that concert happened. And then they had a 20-year anniversary mm-hmm. of something. And Probably I'd take on the, Bra- Brazilians, <laughs> the Brazilians invited them back to do it again to commemorate oh. the fact that they got 200,000 people to come to a That's show. That's insane. So it's, it's wild to think that, I mean... That, that's so, a lot of people. Dude, there's a lot of like foreign one-hit wonders to us Americans, but we have our fair share too, and I'm never going to give them up. Gosh, I just wanted to let you know that. Uh, <laughs> um, so with that being said, Thanks, to, to kind of uh, touch on that point a little bit more that you made, is that like Chumbawamba, for instance, the last one we did, they were, they were the 
textbook definition of a one hit wonder. Um, but they were still moderately popular in, um, uh, internationally. Right. Yeah. Um, take on me or not. Sorry. Uh, aha is that cracked called them a mega hit, like a mega superstar internationally. Like we don't care about them here in America, but they are super popular everywhere else. And like, not just like, Oh yeah, you're kind of popular. They're huge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, internationally. So it's just kind of interesting. Even now, like people still follow them and care. Like, like I said, they're doing international tours and you know, it's been 30 years. But so, so I guess the, uh, the numbers that we're quoting from online sources are like Spotify and YouTube. Mm -hmm. They're all very, they're all very influenced by America. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, um, you know, there's a big question is, is, are they one hit wonder or are they not? Are they contextually? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I would say based on the discrepancy alone and the fact that you really, when you think of aha, you only think of one song, you know, like I think Chris made that point or maybe it was Jake. I don't know. Um, when you, when you think of, they're basically uh, the same person. When you think of aha, you think of the one song Thanks. you only I'm care just the fat one now. See, when it comes to the Beatles or Elton John or, uh, you know, Eminem, anybody who was a, who was a huge star at one point, you think of all of their different songs. Mm-hmm. But when you think of aha, it's just take on me, or you don't even think of aha. You just think, Oh, that guy, the band that did the, the take, take on me, me song that had the half, half illustrated Wrong. music yeah. video. So it's just, it's just an interesting concept. Well, I just Googled most attended concert ever. Rod Stewart had 3.5 million in Brazil. Holy crap. How does that happen? I don't, that doesn't make sense. It must've just, they must've just, he he just did it for the entire city. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He he, he stood on the top of the Christus and (laughs) everyone was around. You are now my audience. (laughs) People looked up like, Oh, who's that? And kept walking. (laughs) You're exactly who who is Rod Stewart. What does he sing? I don't know what Rod Stewart sings. I'm not. It's one of those I'm things. Not a, it's, I'm not it's, a, he's one of those names. I think he covered uh, Take On Me once. <laughs> uh, I'm not a 50 year old woman. I don't know who Rod Stewart is. <laughs> I know he has a big nose. I don't know. Um, he has a pretty big nose. Play his yeah. top song, Chris. Uh, Maggie May. Wake up, oh, Maggie. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's, that's Maggie, Maggie May. I remember this song. I do know who Rod Stewart is, it turns out. Okay, but out. this intro's whack. Come on. He did cover Take On Me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. Dude, yeah, you're skipping. It's way the... too long to start. Yeah, skipping on the song is make, making editing pretty hard. <laughs> anyway, um, so did you like, did everybody like the song? I, I, love, I love the song. I do too. Yeah, I, I really like it. I, I think maybe Chris, if I grew up I, in the eighties, I, I would. Chris, when he says that the song needs energy, yeah. I wasn't a big fan of the. Uh, All of their songs need energy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every single one of them. I, I I wasn't a big fan of their their slowed down acoustic version. It I like it like puts me to sleep. <clears throat> I like I like um, songs that build like it does. That like yeah. crescendo. Um, I love the. Stairway to heaven. The, <laughs> I really I really love the fact that the take on me chorus uh, builds from low to high mm-hmm. when when he starts with take on me it's he's got he's low yeah. register uh, yeah. and then by the end of that when he's saying he's in a day in, or he's, two he's up he's in the clouds way up there in the i i don't i don't i want to know how many octaves they yeah. cover in that in that chorus yeah i think we're up. all avoiding the elephant in the room though what does take on me mean be my girlfriend is that what i mean does it just mean Get on me. Let me. On let this. me. Let me. Let me be your boyfriend. 
Because he'll be gone in a day or two, so it's take, just, let's hit it and quit it. Is that what it means? Probably. It's I like, mean, it's a pop song from the 80s. I think that's... It's like that R- Ride My Pony song from Genuine. <laughs> Uh, I think I think Mo. I think it's just a bad translation from Norwegian. <laughs> uh, if you were yeah, if it's you really were Scandinavian, it would make. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that it's a. I think it's you. You go to any pop song in the eighties, and you're gonna get that. Well, any pop song. At, at any general. point in time. I actually, yesterday on the way to work, or when I woke up in the morning, I decided that the music I was going to listen to while I was getting ready was uh, Justin Timberlake's new, the newest album, which was released, I think, last year or two years ago, the Man of the Woods album. Uh, and I listened to that. And as I was listening to the lyrics in his songs, I was like, yeah, even <coughs> as a as his newest stuff as an older man, it's all about like getting down. Getting on this. Mm-hmm. So T- Taking... Me on take on take <laughs> take on me take, take on me essentially means accept me. Oh, but he's gonna be gone in a day or mm-hmm. two. So you so. just googled that. Okay, mm-hmm. mm. thank you. Google. Lyric, and tape, lyric and tape <clears throat> interpretation dot com. Accept me. Can yeah, imagine, it sounds better saying take on uh, me. Can you imagine how hard it would be to do a podcast without Google? Just the amount of times that we just Google stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, I have plum dry of things to talk about <laughs> about this song. So I actually really I, like I, the song. I've finished I, up my notes too. So I'm, I think <laughs> that I like the song. I think that it uh, it like Scott said, it builds well. The it's catchy. The lyrics are easy enough to understand that you can sing along with it, except for that one part that Chris doesn't get. Um, it's a staple of the '80s too. Which you know, if you're a staple the, of an entire. Yeah, that once it slowed down, you're like, oh, in a day or two. I but think my dog could hear it. But if you're <laughs> if you're a staple of an entire decade, I'd say that you're doing pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and good for them. They're 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 getting paid mm-hmm. still and mm-hmm. creating stuff. That's cool. So I'm happy for them, and I like the one song that I know from them. Um, there I, are other I, I listen to the other stuff, and I don't like. I it. wasn't the biggest yeah. fan. Yeah, I crying in the like, rain like made a minute me, of it, and I was like, skip. Mm-hmm. Skip, <laughs> skip, <laughs> and then I just listened to remakes of Take on Me. Like Weezer's is really good. Yeah, yeah I is. like their teal. And they're, they're, album. They're, uh, the music video for it is pretty good too. There's a music video, yeah. dude. <gasps> Weezer's teal album has like a music video for every song. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's really great. I didn't even know like music videos were still like made. Yeah, <laughs> they don't go on MTV. They just go straight to YouTube. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Vivo, Vivo on YouTube. I've heard that they don't they don't make a whole lot of money on them. Like mm-hmm. directing and stuff. It's more like passion project type stuff. Mm. Um, and then you get, then you get, uh, never mind. Uh, so uh, I liked, uh, I liked them. I think that you should listen to them, uh, that song at least. If you want to get into more of the 80s pop stuff, they, they've got a huge catalog. Um, but yeah, they're they're well, a good gateway into that as well. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like Scott said, lots of lots of synth in there if you're getting into eighties pop. Yep. So there you go. There's Aha's take on me. Um thank you guys for coming and uh, and and doing this. This is fun. Yeah. I love I love this podcast and I love doing it. It's so much fun. So we love you too. Um, yeah, I'm glad that it can be reciprocal. <laughs> it's not always that way. 
that was depressing. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's 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 move on. Let's. Uh, is there anything else we want you want to say? No, man. I'm good. I thanks for uh, humoring me with these one hit wonder episodes. I I just I like them. They're fun. So. Yeah, they're great. I love I love it. I think it's great. Um. Yeah, if you like what you hear. Get on Patreon. Let us know about that. Uh, the get on social media. Hit the like button. Hit the share button. Do whatever you need to do to to let other people know that you liked it. I, <laughs> we would appreciate it greatly. Uh, and if there's nothing else, nope. Uh, we recently got some fan art submitted to us. Oh Did you guys gosh. see it? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that'll be posted onto our uh, I know. social media. media. Short. I, I'm actually honored. Somebody was. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was actually somebody I know very well. But they're they just got a job where they can listen to our all of our episodes now, and they just marathoned them. So they. <laughs> The alien episode. I don't remember this, but we called Troy a Xeno Troy because he had a big forehead. So they drew a picture of it and it was very disturbing. <laughs> it'll probably be on social media in a minute. Yeah, it'll be on social media. Pro- be probably on. before you listen to this. Yeah. Probably. So thank you, uh, Mosquito Man Best Villain, for that. That was great. Um, anyway. If there's nothing else, then uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. We'll be right back in a day or two. (laughs) We don't harmonize very well at all. Huh? We don't harmonize. No, we don't. No, we don't. We're done. (laughs) Terrible. I can only hit that note. Like, like, there's no different ways about it. (laughs)